Oh, I have a sexy man as my guest this week, honey. When I tell you, y'all ain't ready for this. Who is it? Well, they're gonna have to stand, stay tuned to find out. So just, 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 just hold up. Girl. M. Oh. M. Mom. Manila. Don't be a bitter bitch. Just make them eat it, honey. <laughs> Welcome to the chop with Latrice and Christopher. Who's on top? And who gets the chop? Let's chop it up. I mean, they've always wanted to know that question. Who's on top? No, not today. <laughs> they can't figure it out to save their lives. No, they, they, they can't. But now um, we know this episode is a little late. But that's because we have been really super busy. And Manila is um, in the future right now. She's a whole... Uh, like, like, like away. She's in the Philippines. So I decided to bring my favorite person to co-host with me. So please welcome my husband, Christopher. Oh, hi. It's like as if we haven't seen each other in minutes. This is like that part <laughs> when you know they said hi backstage, but they walk out to the talk show host. And they and have to greet him. Like, oh, it's so nice to see That's you. exactly Like we didn't giving. wake up together this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so glad we did. I'm we glad we did too. Apart for so long, and now we're in the same city in the same bed. Thank it has God. been a struggle. And it has been real. It has been real. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm. I'm really happy you're here, but you've been really busy, and I've been really happy about the fact that you've been busy on your own and away from me and came to do gigs with me because you've been busy. It's true. I have been busy. So tell I, us what you've been busy doing. Well, thanks to our good friend David Sexton, I was invited to. Um, be the accompanist and music director for an event in Miami that was a political um, celebration for an organization called Save LGBT. And they were giving awards. It was a Champions of Equality ceremony where they were giving awards to people that champion our causes and make sure that we have uh, rights in the state of Florida, which are decreasing uh-huh. by the moment. Yeah, so yeah. I was very glad to be a part of the event. Anna Navarro was one of the tributees, and she talked about the event on The View. But that ain't got nothing to do with me, because I got to play piano for Deborah Cox. You better <laughs> do that. How did you get here? She sang her face off, too. She sang. I got to play the greatest love of all, and nobody's supposed to be here for Deborah Cox live at the New World Symphony Hall, which is one of the most impeccable venues that I've ever had the privilege of being in. The acoustics were amazing. The piano was amazing. And there I was, center stage, at this huge piano. And like, oh my God. I've seen grand pianos, but like, this is like a grand, grand piano. Like, it was like a boat. It really was. And because of the humidity and my nerves, my palms were so sweaty and they keep kept sliding off the keys and I had to like change the whole way I played. But um, I tried to sort of uh, 
uh, politely fangirl Deborah a little bit before the show so that she knew that, like, I'm staying professional, but if this was a different situation, I would be be just, woo, girling her. (laughs) All the way down. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. (laughs) And she looked fantastic, and she was so... um, polite and wonderful and then at the end she told me that I had caught her vibe now baby that's now that's a compliment it really is especially as an accompanist when you're playing piano or any instrument for another a singer or collaborating like that you want to make sure that you caught the vibe and so for someone of her caliber to tell me that I did that uh was a really great weekend so sorry I missed your amazing performance at the Astor in Los Angeles I was getting text messages all through the night and waking up finding out that uh, Manila and Gia and Trinity and yeah. um, all, a lot of our friends had shown up to Allie you. was there Allie yeah. hey Allie <laughs> um, yeah it was really 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 a lovely event I didn't know what to expect but the Astro is beautiful in Hollywood it's right there on Vine in Hollywood um, and um, they've like recently just like renovated and they are still doing work like the sixth floor is is coming soon like they're still doing things but the room the suite that they had me in was so oh well you facetimed me and i was and i was jealous and bitter that i wasn't there but then i got to play for deborah cox and it made it it (laughs) but like this literally was as big as this apartment Really was literally the biggest apartment. I was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" It was one night only, but baby, I felt like a queen for that one night. Let me tell you that they treated me so well. The food is amazing. The ambiance is amazing. The decor is amazing. The staff is amazing. So, um, yeah, if you want to like get into a social club situation, get a membership. I'm here for it. Um, oh, that would be yeah, lovely. Yeah, that would be lovely. The Astor is. Beautiful. We've not been spending so much time in Los Angeles. We used to be there all the, all the time, time, but we've been, been forever. Yeah, it's been a lot. But we'll make our way back. We'll make our way we back. We will. It's and true. then we can stay at the Astor. You know, oh, whatever. yes. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, well, um, I know that we have a lot to get into in this inbox, so we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll come back and get in his inbox and see what these children want to know. We are back, and it's time to get into our inbox, darling. Oh, I've already been glancing at these, and I am. Kind of ready and kind of triggered. Okay, Somewhere well, between. Um, do you want to read the first one? I'll read the first to? one. That way you can let, let us soak in as you Okay, I'll, I'll absorb. Okay, this okay. is this is from uh, Keith. You know, that's my middle name. Keith. It is. Um, my fiancé, Paul, and I have been together for almost five years. I met him in the second year of uni, and it's been fantastic ever since. He's lovely, and I cannot wait to marry her. I just want to clarify that I think he means yeah. him. Unless Paul, which is in quotation marks, uh, is non-binary and we're acknowledging all of their genders. Well, but I think it's just a typo. Uh, her, him, whoever. 
Paul. Okay. So for most of our relationship, my mom hated Paul for no reason. My mom wouldn't harass harass my fiancé, call him the most disgusting names, and act like a teenage bully. It It got so bad that I stopped speaking to my mom for years because of it. About two years ago, my mom apologized for treating Paul poorly and wanted to welcome him into the family. It was rather unexpected. My mom never explained herself, only apologized for her past actions. That's growth. Paul and I have accepted her apology, but my relationship with mom has never quite been the same. My mom shared, uh, my mom and I, uh, no, Paul and my mom share a birthday. We couldn't celebrate my mom's birthday the day of, but I took her out for a relaxing spa day and dinner at the upscale restaurant. For Paul's birthday, we celebrated with a romantic week in Paris. Ooh, you better do it. Where I proposed. Really better do it. Okay. in Paris. Ring. We had an amazing time. I'm so glad I could finally call him my my fiance. Paul is happy and I'm happy. My mom did not say anything about our proposal, but I assumed that she was happy for us, or at least neutral. A few days ago, I got a call from her. She was crying. She was screaming names at me, calling me a terrible son and wishing me terrible marriage. Oh, my God. My mom told me that she felt neglected on her birthday, and it was unfair that Paul got a romantic vacation and an expensive ring while she was left with scraps. Oh, my word. I thought that was ridiculous. And I told my mom that she should be grateful for her scraps. Oh, my God. And scraps is in quotations, too, here. For scraps. And stop acting like a spoiled child. She did not take kindly to my words and cursed me out more for before hanging up. Paul thinks I should have handled the situation with a bit more tact to avoid causing my mom more emotional distress. Please help me out. Should I try to mend uh, this with my mom or just chop her out? Keith. Baby. Oh, my God. Yeah, um, you went left. Uh, You went a little left. You went a little left of right, baby. So, in this situation, it's delicate. It is delicate. And your mom's feelings are her feelings. And you have to meet her where she is and try to assure her and reassure her that that was not your intention and come to some kind of middle ground where she doesn't feel the way she feel. Now, we do have a little bit of experience. <laughs> Boy, do we. With this situation. Because... I, I think the producers must have known I was so, coming on somehow. Another universe knew was meant that for this us. was a me- this was needed to be. So, so we do miss you, Manila, but we got this. Um, so what? Some I think you've you've told this story, but I don't know if I if I've ever told it before. Well, please, in, um, in public, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay. Just amongst friends, right? Um, right. But when uh, Latrice proposed to me. Uh, it was a surprise even to me, and it was on stage at our place in Seattle, Washington, and live on Facebook via Jujubee, who had about a half a million followers. And so the news, which was a lot at that time, yeah, it, it sounds like it sounds yeah. like not much now, but at that time that was a huge, huge okay. audience. 
Um, and so the news that I was engaged beat me home to Tennessee. And I and we were getting congratulations from everyone and from all over the world, uh, except from my mother, who went radio silent. And she felt very, very left out of the situation. Um, and I and I had not really had a chance at that point for Tim or Latrice to get to know my mom. Um, and so we really had to um, figure out what we were going to do because she felt really left out. And it took us a while to communicate about it. Um, but for myself, um, I also know, uh, you know, my mom and I have our history. Not every, every family does, right? Um, but that's my mother. And I do know what she went through and sacrificed to make sure that I can have the life that I have. And it matters to me that my husband and my mother get along. And once they had the opportunity to meet, fortunately, they did fall in love. It sounds like Paul and, Mo and mom don't have as much uh, chemistry as Tim and my mother do, which is unfortunate. Um, but um, I think you said it right. You do have to, if you want to have a relationship with your mother, you do have to figure out where she's coming from. And I, I don't want to chop my mother. And she doesn't want to chop me. We do love each other and we know each other better than anyone in the world. And sometimes that means that you can trigger spots that nobody else can get to because you know each other so, so well. So intimately, yeah. And so, um, you know, I definitely encourage you to work out whatever situation you can with your mother because um, I, I try to uh, keep her around in our lives. Absolutely. And so, like, I um, can echo that because, you know, I, I don't have my own mother here. I wish I did. But, um, you know, I, I cherish my mother and I and I valued her um, even in, in, in the dark times or bad times. You know, we were in a disagreement about something, but um, the love never changed. And so you only have one mother. Um and you don't want to regret something and be in something petty. And this is really what it comes down to. This is petty. Um, and have it ruin um, your relationship with your with your mom. It's not worth it. And so get your values in order. Get your priorities in check. Your happiness comes first. I get that. You want to love your husband. You want to be accepted and all those good things. Um, but uh, love also comes with boundaries. And your mother has crossed some. And you have crossed them. And I don't think my mo my mother, uh, it took her a while to understand our relationship, but I don't think she ever spoke to you disrespectfully. Never. She well, never she never had that. You. She didn't she have never, the opportunity to do that. There was but, never like, any kind of... Yeah, there was never any of that. Like, that. I, I got to meet her on my own terms and um, without Latrice being involved. So um, you, you just had to really figure out a common ground. And, like, it's important that you have the support of Paul is that his name? Yes. Um, well, as, we're told that's what yeah, his name Yeah, Paul. Is. You have to have the support of Paul as well so that you all are on the same page because it's not going to work if Paul's not a willing participant and trying to heal this. So it all has to be a family effort. Um, and, I mean, for me, I, 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 after I proposed, I still could not see going through with the wedding not having the support of the family. Um in one way or another. I needed you to either be in or out so we can proceed. So you need to make some clear lines and some clear 
progress. So I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Keep um, good luck to you and stuff. Baby, you want to read the next one? Sure. Um, this one is from Matthew. Hola, my chopettes. I am 17 years old and gay living with my parents. My father is the, quote, breadwinner, while my mom stays is a stay-at-home mom. She handles everything around the house, like cooking, mopping, washing, laundry, etc. I'm the oldest, and I try to help, but there's really only so much I can do. My dad just gets home at the end of the day and literally complains about everything, like how the carpet isn't clean or how the food is cold. As a result, I'd have to listen to a huge argument daily between him and mom. It's exhausting, but honestly, I think my dad is in the wrong here. So what I did today was pretend to act like him. I put together an outfit that looked like a suit and put black tape over my lips to look like a mustache. At 6 p.m., I went inside the house. I shouted, I'm home, then sat next to him in the living room and started kicking my shoes while complaining about the state of the house at the top of my lungs. He glanced at me, confused, asking what I was doing. I ignored him, then started yelling about the carpet being dirty, shower not ready, the kids needing to be quiet, and so on. He kept staring while my mom and my siblings laughed. My youngest brother kept pointing towards me, saying, This is Daddy. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, right? <laughs> Daddy. Um, I then proceeded to yell about dinner, then berated my mom for not preparing it before time. My dad ch stopped me and in a serious tone asked what I was doing. I turned to him and said, What? Can't a man effing rest after working long hours? In the most macho voice I could muster. My dad got the hint because this was the common phrase he uses daily. He went quiet and avoided looking at me. I stopped the act and told him I was trying to show him what he's like every day when he comes home from work. He said nothing. He just went outside and refused to speak to me. Later, he went on about how I mocked and invalidated him. That he does that he does work hard, and me doing this was disrespectful and, and invalidating. Mm -hmm. Mom said it was funny, but also I hurt my... Uh, uh, excuse me. Mom said it was funny, but also thought I hurt my dad's feelings, and I could have gotten the message across some other way instead. Am I in the wrong, or was it funny? I mean, come on. He needed to experience the drama, Mama. Sincerely, Matthew. Well... Matthew, I, it's funny because uh, uh, I, uh, there's a, a theater practice called playback theater where uh, someone tells a story and actors reenact the, the drama to show the point of the story. And it's almost like you did that for your father, uh, which may not have been the best technique <laughs> to get your point across. Or maybe you did ex exactly what maybe needed to be done. Maybe it was wrong and funny. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I it's think, funny. I, it's definitely funny. But like the hurt of his feelings is like, okay, that's fine. Be hurt because this is what we feel every single day when you come home. You hurt us every single day. So it's not about invalidating him. Um, it's about him understanding the hurt that he's imposing on the rest of the family. And that's the part that he needs to get out his fucking feelings and man up and own the fact that he is hurting you as well. And this was just an example of what he does. So no one likes to hear or see 
their truth. Like that's painful. And yes, it does hurt, but truth hurts. And if this is what you felt like needed to be done to get across to him in a way that he was going to see it and receive it and get it, then you did what you needed to do. And you can apologize for hurting his feelings because that was not your intention. However, you did want to get the point across that this is what he does and it does hurt you and affect your mood and your mom. And so maybe he needs to work on his presentation of his love for you all. Yeah, Matthew, I really, I think it is funny and it sounds very much like something I would have done. I I absolutely cooked up schemes like this to tell my father what he was messing up uh, and I applaud your bravery. Um, As I got a little older, though, I realized that sometimes you just can't change folks. Uh, Families are hard and, uh, you know... When you're young and uh, and in the situation that you're in and, and dependent on people, you know, it's important to try to get along with them until you can get out on your own. <laughs> so, uh, so maybe there's a way that you can um, find to let your dad know that you do see his hard work and that you're grateful for the things that he brings to your life, but that, like... You would you would like different expressions of the love than you didn't mean disrespect, um, but you sound like a very insightful young young person, and good on you. Good on you. Um, good luck. Stay loving, and good know. for sticking up for your mother. Too. Yeah, because somebody got to stick up for the queen, and you, you know are, what I mean. And there's so much love for your mother in this, and so yeah, um, I see where it's coming from. Yeah, I see where it's coming from. So. Yeah, but uh, make sure you apologize to dad for hurting his feelings. Let him know that that's not what your attention was, but your feelings are valid as well, and you feel like this is hurting, hurtful behavior. So I feel like Dolly Parton in Straight Talk. I feel like Dr. Shirley. I know, but we're not no. doctors. Um, no, <laughs> she, that's she. my point. That's the whole point. We are li- unlicensed, um, solicited therapists. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> <laughs> we got more, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're back, and we have more. These emails are deep this week. They're like these families are going through it, and I don't know why they want you and Manila to tell them what to do. But because we're family people, we're or we, we love people. We love family. We do. RuPaul's Drag Race bringing, bringing families together. together. This is what we do. Ting. Um, <laughs> Available on iTunes. <laughs> Uh, this next one is from Rudy. Rudy, hi, Latrice. I've been going with Christopher today because that's who Hey. Um, my dad and I have always had a continuous relationship. A contentious. A contentious. Yeah. Oh. Oh, boy. Contentious relationship. Um, it has been especially turbulent since um, I came out as gay six years ago. I am the sole male descendant of... In my family, and it has always been important to him that I pass on the family blood and name, although I have never really cared. (laughs) 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 Sounds so familiar. familiar. I'm about to move to a city out of the state of uh, for graduate school, so I flew back to visit my parents about two weeks ago because this will most likely be the last time in a while that I'll be able to visit them. At the beginning of the trip, 
I thought everything was going well. I was trying to spend more time with him and be more open. But halfway through the trip, he randomly asked me if I was sure I wasn't bi. <laughs> he asked me why didn't <laughs> why <laughs> he asked why didn't um I tell him earlier that he I was gay. I responded sarcastically by asking I was supposed to come out what what I was supposed, supposed to, to come, come out, out to a man whose life <laughs> goal it was for me to have biological children. He responded with yes. So <laughs> so I could go ahead go have another kid. Oh my god. I wish I knew you were gay earlier so I could have made another kid. Ooh. Who says that? This this man. This Who man said that. Says that. Okay. Ugh. I've always felt low-key unwanted, but when I heard him say that he would have had another kid if I came out earlier, all of those feelings hit me like a pile of bricks. I bet. Here's the problem now. He's supposed to fly out to help me move soon. It's a 12 and a half hour drive. Woo! Spread out over two days. Oh, this is going to be long. It's too late to cancel this trip. And I could use the help, but I don't know how to be in the same space as him right now. Just the idea of being stuck in a car with him is giving me major anxiety. I'm sure he's going to be uh, try to pretend like it didn't happen or just move on. But what I do, what do I do? How do I be the same in this car ride with him without breaking down, crying or screaming? Rudy. Rudy. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Rudy. Y'all are coming for us today. Because, uh, um... Mom, I kept around. Dad, I didn't. See? Dads are, uh, what do you call them? A whole other breed. A whole other breed of, Um, like, you know... They're sperm donors sometimes. Sometimes that's what they're chopped up to be. (laughs) Um, not to say that if you want to continue a relationship with your father that you shouldn't, but... If he's triggering you, uh, please know, Rudy, that like you're not the only homosexual man to be triggered by his father and feel unwanted and all of this stuff. Um, my dad was uh, never uh, necessarily homophobic toward me, but he just seemed to like alcohol so much better than me. Uh, so uh, eventually, <laughs> we, we had a disagreement about priorities and I had to make some decisions for myself to move on. Um, and so I haven't shared space with my father in quite some time. Your father's been gone a, a while, so we don't have this particular uh, predicament. Yeah. Um, um, but um, I definitely feel you because the only thing I can say is that it's time that you meet your dad man to man. That part. Like, um, sometimes uh, straight men don't really see gay men as men. And it sounds to me like time for you to establish yourself as yourself with your father. And um, maybe this trip is exactly, even if it doesn't go well, um, exactly what you guys need. Maybe this time together is what you need to be able to give yourself an opportunity to communicate to him like, I am your son, like it or not, and what are we doing here? Yeah, period. (laughs) Um, yeah, I just think that, um, the comment, like, I'm in a place where I feel like holding things in 
is not healthy and is, although difficult to um, address, you know, certain topics and issues, um, is beneficial, more beneficial to you in the long run. So that conversation needs to be had before y'all even need to get in, before you get in the car. Because also gay people can have kids. That's the other part. There's so many ways That's that the if other you part. on your own or with a partner. But it has to be or... biological, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, you can do a surrogate. There's but ways. if you don't have, but fuck that. <laughs> if you don't fucking have, if you don't want to have a kid, you don't want to have a no, kid. We don't like have the a other kid. That's the whole <laughs> other part. Like, don't feel like you have right. to be lumped in because you don't have that instinct. You don't want to be a father be, for obvious reason. If he's the example, then yeah, I wouldn't want to do that and put that up on my child either. But um, that's the whole other separate issue. Is like maybe you don't want a fucking kid. So if you don't want a kid. Then who is he to like make you feel less of a man because of it? So that was hurtful. He needs to be addressed and understand that that was hurtful. Um, and and like if you feel like it's valuable and you love your father, then it'll be great for y'all to like mend it. So you don't, but don't go walking around with anxiety and all choked up in the chest and tightened and thinking about the idea of all that is bullshit. Like, that's the part, that's why they call it angst and anxiety. Like, if you get over the stuff that's causing you that, then you're already, you're, you're already, you're healed because you didn't treat it the symptom. You didn't got knocked it out. You didn't knock it out. So, good luck. Maybe you can get Matthew from the last email to come and, like, act out a skit about how <laughs> your dad treated you and show him his and behavior. Then, there you go. It's that theater again. do playback theater. Playback theater. Uh, and then, yeah. Maybe that's the answer. This is it. That's if you it. take it out on someone else's father, then it's okay, right? It's okay. It's all good. <laughs> So you can send uh, emails if you want them read by, hopefully, maybe Manila is back next week and yeah. not myself. Sorry to disappoint <laughs> anyone that was expecting Manila's advice, but here I am doing my best. You can send emails to latrisamanila at gmail.com and we or they may read them on the air. We'll be right back. We are back. Um, this has been some heavy. This stuff. has been heavy, 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 heavy. So yeah. Um, real quick before we leave, we have one more little thing. Hi, ladies. I love listening to you every week, and I have a question. Shangela's announced. Um, as a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. Go Shangela! Go So I need to know what uh, show you would die to be on um, and which you would never be on. So Shangela is already on the show that I would love to be on. Like, I really would love to be on Dancing with the Stars, but I would have to lift up the, dan- the male dancers instead of them lifting me, which I think would be a, a hoot and a lot of fun. Um, but she is opening doors, breaking ground as usual. And that is my big little sister. And I'm so proud of her. Go Shanji, team Shanji. Y'all make sure y'all vote and watch her every, what is it? Every Monday. 
I, I yeah, there's sure. them with the stars every Monday night. Um, I don't because it moved to Disney Plus. Didn't oh, it's it on Dis- Disney, Disney Plus. Oh, they, just kidding. NBC just did a whole. Thing. Just kidding. It's on I Disney Plus. Am I saying the right networks? Yeah, I, I think you are. Right. You might be we right. Well, know. where is that? Go <laughs> both. Find Tyra. Find Find Tyra. Find Shanji and do the damn thing. Now, what show would you like to be on, and what would you never? Want I just to be said, on? Dance oh yeah, you want to? But what would you never want to be on? Um, Big Brother. Big Brother. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I wanted to be on The Circle. I actually applied oh, to be on The should, Circle. Yeah, you would be good at I think circle. I would be really good at that game. I would like to see you on that game. Um, yeah. But I thank God I'm just never on RuPaul's Drag Race. Well. Woof. Yeah, that's a whole different That's a thing. whole other pressure. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. Wow. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks so-, so much for listening to The Chop. We have new shows every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, and make sure you subscribe to our show. We will That way you can rate and review us on your podcast apps. You can send an email, and we might read it on the show next week, latrisamanilla at gmail.com. And you can follow us at Latrice Royale and at... Christopher L. Hamblin on Instagram. Chris L. Hamblin on Twitter. Spell your last name. H-A-M-B-L-I-N. There you go, and there you go. So we'll see you next week to find out who gets the chop. M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to the chop one day early and ad free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. The Chop is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale. And produced by Joseph Shepard. Editing and sound design by Will Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Celio. Our theme song is The Chop by Manila Luzon and Latrice Royale.